Basuma. Saar, it's lovely play this from Spurs. Great vision, goal for James Madison. It's a first for Spurs' new number 10. Beautifully crafted. Splendid vision from Saar. Spurs have the lead. Keeps going. Nice one-two with Son. And the cutback is perfect. And the finish is two. A first of the season for Dejan Kulusevski. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, season 13, episode three. I'm ASD. I'm Rob. I'm Chris. And I'm Jack. This is an unfamiliar feeling, like consistent joy. What is going on? I'm not used to this. You know, you see those those videos on I don't know what what on on TikTok or Vine where they're releasing like caged animals onto the grass for the first time and they can see sky. That's what it feels like being a Tottenham fan at the moment because it's not just results. It's just there's lots of little things that have been stabbing our souls for five years that are actually quite nice. The manager's quite nice. The players seem to like each other. There's Decent performances all across the pitch. We're looking consistent. Everybody's smiling. Social, like everything's largely fine apart from the ticket prices. I don't, I don't know how to respond. You know, it's hard to know where to start. I think there's so many underrated performances happening all across the pitch. Like, because you can go, Basuma's amazing, Saar's amazing, but then you go, actually, Van der Ven is performing outrageously well for a young man coming into a new country, into a, the busy Premier League. Udogi's 20 years old. Let's start with Udogi. Jack, you're a fan. Tell us about Udogi. Uh, he, he's, he's slowly becoming my favourite player in the team. He just... I can't believe what I'm watching with him. He has been absolutely phenomenal. Like, he's not made a mistake in the first three games. Like, and, and that's not. Jack. It's it's in, it's incredible. Like, we've we've not had a, a left back since Danny Rose's legs went, which is what about four years ago. Like the, the fullbacks have been such a problem area for us, and it's like I'm not even thinking now about the left back position. Um, he he is a sensation. He's a proper modern day fullback, isn't he? Like he's fantastic on the ball. Can take it on the half turn like a midfield player. Um, he's a fantastic athlete. Um, and it's great to see him popping up with an assist at the weekend as well, showing that he can actually do it in the final third too. So it, uh, another phenomenal performance from him. But I, I absolutely, I just absolutely love him. Everything, everything that he is about. Like he goes under the radar a little bit. Like he's not. Um, He's not like right up the front in the celebrations. Like he's just he's just quite chilled out and calm. And I just I just I like what I'm seeing from him at the minute. It's it's making me think I don't want any of them to get injured because the backups will be those ones where you go. You know, I was talking to a United friend the other day and he was talking about the difference between De Gea and Onana where you just because it slowly dies off. Uh, you, you don't realise how bad it's got. A bit like with Lloris a little bit, mm-hmm. or Dyer and Sanchez. You you forget how bad it actually is, and you go, oh, that's what a left-back should be doing. Because yeah. if we go back to, I don't know, who's the option? Sessegnon? Oh, I, I, I don't want to think of Ben Davis, I guess. I, I, you just don't, or Perisic is who it is. No, nah, the, the Perisic thing, like, finally we've got a manager that's playing, like, a proven veteran attacker in his position. Um, and we're actually seeing him come on and, you know, impact games and not be you know, in the last line of defence chasing after pacey wingers, which, you know, he, he's, he's never done in his career anyway. Um, yeah, I, I thought of you, Rob, to be honest, when I saw Perisic coming on at the weekend and I was like, this is going to be the moment where uh, he comes on and, uh, you know, this is the superstar of the season. I was laughing to myself. 
the, uh, the it wasn't a big enough game, Jack. He's only going to do it. Save it, save it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you, though. And he looks happier, done, doesn't he? And they all look... Yeah. They all look so much happier, and I couldn't agree more about uh, um, about about destiny. He um, he can just—it's it, almost a privilege, isn't it? Because you just know that in four years' time, he's going to probably be one of the best left backs in the world, if not the. And we're we're going to get to watch that journey. You can just—I can smell it. It's uh, what 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 a great player. You are my destiny. That's all I do. I did all the time, all the way watching through yesterday. All I was going around in my head was that, and I was absolutely loving it. I haven't got anything to add particularly apart from apart from a song because I thought he was terrific. I thought that ball for the second goal where he scooped it up and I was here with a few mm. people and they were all like it's gone out it's gone out I was like no it hasn't and actually when you saw it from the other angle it was nowhere near going out it was just that you it almost sort of defied like the laws of physics because it's like how did he get there how did he scoop his leg around it, it was terrific absolutely terrific it's exciting isn't it everyone's playing well son's playing extraordinarily well Kudasevsky Playing really well, he got his goal, didn't he? I feel sorry for Hoiberg, who had to be the brunt of the midfield, and he played really well in the system that was awful. And now we've got a better manager and a better system. We've got better players ahead of him. Like it feels, I feel really sorry for him. I, I, I do, mm. and I don't. And it's just sort of like I think he he was suited to that system that we used to play. Like that's that's great for him. Like we saw the best of him in that much more defensive two city midfielders. But now, like from what Postacoglu wants from his central midfielders like you do look at it and you think he's probably bottom of the list out of all of the centre mids that we've got you, you look at that and you think he's not going to he's not going to he can't do that Basuma role there's absolutely no chance that and he's probably not got a technical prowess to do the Madison role and has he got the legs to do what Sars doing probably not so you know I, I think it's going to be tough for him it, I, I've been amazed at how professional he's been because like I say he's gone from the number one midfielder the last three seasons to bottom of the list. But when he came on against Bournemouth at the weekend, he put in a great 25 minutes. He really helped calm it down. Um, Big Ange said, didn't he, in his um, interview after the game about the experienced players and how important that they are. So that did make me think, well, maybe he's looking to keep hold of him because if he does go, we're surely going to have to go into the market and get another midfielder. And you'd think at this point, do we want to be doing that? Probably not. So, um, for me, I think it's a no-brainer to keep him. I think to have someone like that off the bench to come on and as a rotation option in certain games, I think that's a pretty good player to have. I think he gets the rough end of the stick, Hoytbier, anyway. But it, it is interesting to think about what what they are going to do because you know they want to ship out some players because if they want to re you know sign some more, they've got to get rid of somebody. I think that's kind of you know well known now and the question and the thing is is that he's probably won someone with market value that other teams will want because I think that's Mm. the issue is like we want to get rid of these players where are they going to go and who's going to come and get them do you Mm. know what I mean so that's what I'm sort of wondering really so I think that might be why we don't see him come the end of next week Mm. I agree I I think he's one that's going to go to your point because they need the money don't they they really need the money um, I'm not sure yeah. it's a money thing even though Rob actually I think it's more about the squad because mm. I mean you heard Ange saying how do you do your training sessions with that many players 
and that many first yeah, yeah. team players. So I think it's more about like how you kind of build a, a really strong and solid group rather than money. But I mean, I could be wrong. He's been there's, there's been loads of chat about uh, Atletico, isn't there, with him all, all summer. So I'm sure that that's um, he's just waiting. He's just waiting for that. The midfield to me has been an absolute revelation. I was reflecting the other day that towards the end of last season, we spent 10 or 15 games, whatever it was. I don't know the exact stats, sitting watching Hoiberg and Skip game after game after game after game. And it was just getting up. We were getting overrun, thinking the midfield was horrendous. And now suddenly you put Saar in there, who I've always absolutely, you know, thought, thought was, I loved him. And now it's hard to think of a better midfield anywhere in the Premier League, isn't it? I mean, they just they just look amazing. Basuma looks well. I mean, Madison has gone up a level from where he was at Leicester, and he was already really good at Leicester. He looks like he's already kicked on. I mean, it's hard to think of a player joining a new team and having as big an impact in as short a space of time as he has had on our side. It's unreal what he's done. I think what a player. Yeah, I, I just think it's football so funny that like the Madison signing alone it feels to me has been the one that's transformed us um, and sometimes that happens in football sometimes where you think oh this team's going nowhere one player can come in and just ignite it um, he's not been playing that well recently but you liken it to when Bruno Fernandes went in at United they yeah. were going nowhere and he went and bang all of a sudden they were you know a, this really free-flowing team um, it's incredible I, I watched the game with my dad and we were just sat there saying like how great is it that we've just gone and bought somebody that like there was absolutely not one percent of doubt that he wasn't going to be absolutely quality like he's proven in the premier league um good value like you just knew as soon as we signed him you're like he's going to be great there was just no part of you that thinks oh you know what if he doesn't you know it was just it's, it's been a sensational signing um and like he looks like he's loving it as well doesn't he which is you know the whole team spirit just seems fantastic at the minute, which is, it's just nice to see it. Like I just watched it and I was like, I'm enjoying watching Spurs. Like before the goals were going in, you're just like, this is great. This is what you want to be a part of again. That was exactly what I was going to say. It's like the Matt Madison, I mean, he looks like he's living his best life. And so, and that's what you kind of want, that little bit of cheekiness. So, you know, don't mind him trying something because when it comes off, it's great. And we all saw that clip of him at the corner he knew exactly what he was doing and he was just playing he was just playing to the crowd having a bit of a laugh and you know you kind of I mean I really like that because it's just got like that little bit of spark and that's what we really want is that little bit of spark and I, I hate to say it because I know it's like terribly boring but I honestly can't stop thinking about how many goals Harry Kane would have scored in this team yeah. if you saw what Richie kind of like spawned yesterday spurned spawned spurned Born yesterday yeah. um and I mean, I think he'll come good, by the way. This isn't a criticism of him, but it just makes me wonder, like, literally, like, how many goals he would have scored. I mean, yeah, he, he's got three goals and, and one assist in two Bundesliga games now, Harry. Um, yeah, I mean, or maybe he was the problem all along anyway. So we, we yeah. don't know. Maybe he was, you know. <laughs> Holding us back fault. because we were playing to him only. I mean, all of those things. Yeah, we would never know. The, tell you what is is critically different is before when we scored, there'd be two players in shot. It'd be Kane and Son in shot that you could see. Now there's five, six, seven of them right up there. And we may get battered against a, a fast pace like a Liverpool. Like, really, I'm a bit worried about Liverpool. I'm not that worried about Arsenal anymore, but I'm a bit worried about that. But I, I, I don't think it'll be that bad anyway. But 
It's so good to see that pass from I don't care. Star. <laughs> no. That pass from Saar to Madison, we haven't seen anything like that because we yeah, haven't been on the edge of the box. And that that interplay for the second goal was absolutely stunning. Basuma's my favourite player now. Uh, he's uh, got some stats. He's the first player to make, he's made 28 duels and win 12 tackles it, to win 28 duels so far this season. And he's the only player to make do plus 20 duels and plus 10 tackles. Like he, He's just an incredible player. That's who we thought we bought. And it just, I mean, it's taken him a year to get there, but he just looks so happy. Oh. He, he, I'll tell you what, the biggest surprise from what I've seen within the first three games is how good he is at receiving the ball under pressure. Like, I I, I associated him with a, you know, a a sort of a ball winning midfielder, great legs, can get about the pitch and sort of give it easy. His forward passing, his ability to take the ball from the keeper and off the centre backs whilst he's being pressed is unbelievable. Like, I didn't know that he had that in his locker, to be totally honest with you. And, like, we haven't had a more holding midfielder that's had the ability to do that for, what, three or four seasons. And, like, that makes such a difference to the way that we play because we can now. Centre-backs can get it and just visit into the centre midfield and not worry. It was like before you, you're going into Winks or you're going into Hoybier and it's not really his game. Like even, you know, you're probably having to go back as far back as Dembele until you've got a midfielder that's comfortable, you know, people were calling him press resistant. And I don't know if he's, if he's as good as that yet. It's only been three games, but that to have that dimension is fantastic because it means we can basically draw teams in and we've got the players now to be able to play around them, which, you know, fantastic to see. It's proper football, isn't it? So it's champagne football at the weekend, some of it, like him and him and Madison dropping deep to get the ball and like turn, just making stuff happen. You're like, God, this is, this is brilliant to watch. Is Rob, is Richarlison a problem that's going to get fixed? What's going on there? I'm really on the fence about Richarlison. I think on balance, I'm probably inclined to agree with Chris that I think he'll come good. I th- I think that he, like he's, it looks to me like he's making good runs. He's st- like he's 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 getting in position. Like if 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 the ball was going in the middle and he wasn't there, like I'd be worried. He just he needs a he needs a couple of goals. I hope they play him Tuesday. Yeah. He can he just needs a couple of goals. He just he, you can just see it. He's in the right place. He's working really hard. He held the ball up. I thought great uh, on Saturday um, with his back to goal and stuff and get, getting other getting everybody else involved. Um, he's just got to get a couple off his shin. It's the old adage, and 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 he'll and he'll be away. But if he wasn't in the middle and he wasn't missing them, I'd probably be more worried. But he's in the middle and and he's missing them. If he, if they haven't sorted it by January, if he's not firing by January, I mean clearly they're going to have to replace Kane's goals. They can't not replace thirty goals. They have to. They, it's no good saying, oh, we're going to distribute him around six players. Like they need to. They need someone that's going to score fifteen, twenty goals. You know, they just they if they're going to be successful. Um, and so if it's not sorted by January, then maybe they might go and do something about it. But I personally, if I had to bet on it, think it'll be all right. Who would you go for for those goals, Rob? Don't know. It's really difficult, isn't it? Because of the way that we're playing, it's a really, really difficult question to answer. Like, there's a load of stuff in the press about Tony. Scores a lot. Of, I think he's a good player. Tony scores a lot of penalties, doesn't he? Is he really scoring loads of goals? I'm not sure he is. They. It will probably be. Um, if I was going to spend a lot of money, um, the guy, your boy Juventus, help. Is it Vlahovic? Is that his I name? Yeah. I think. I think he's a really good player. I like him very much. Um, 
Yeah, the only worry I've got about Richarlison, as I said last week, is it's that instinct stuff in the box. It's that year after year after year after year, training, 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 just scoring goals that in the end, top players fall back on. And because he's not been playing there, he hasn't he hasn't got that instinct. But, you know, he's a great player, isn't he? Brazil's number nine, for God's sake. It sounds number like five. he's been banging in more penalties than Basuma, though. Yeah, that Lavic would be a dupe. That, that's exactly what I was thinking because we we it, it's so hard the way we're playing. We almost need a plan B type striker, someone who can who maybe is a bit lumpy. Like Vladovic is a is a big man. He's taller than me. He's um, six foot three. He's a mm. he's a big man. Quick. I think he's quick. I think mm. he's left footed. Like I think there's. I think he would offer us another option, which may be the downfall of this team. Like that that was his possible. Postacoglu's uh, the criticism been before, wasn't it? That he was a bit plan A and only plan A. But yeah, I take it. It's tricky to to because you're looking around. Most of the big sides in Europe at the moment all want an out and out striker and that traditional number one. That and that's that's the difficulty. And I'm a little bit like with how mad the transfer window is and what the fees of players are. I'm sort of like like let's either go. I don't want us to go into the market and do like. 70 80 million on a player that's probably okay and that part of me is just like we've got a good team spirit the, the yeah, brennan yeah, johnson stuff looks doesn't it like that 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 that's looking like it's getting closer as each day goes in and i'm sort of like maybe that type of signing you know like that wide forward that can play across the front in different positions it is more what we're going to go to i just i'd be really surprised given the start if we go into the market and uh, go and buy a massive plan b type <clears> forward I'd, it would just surprise me you never know but i i, I can't see it personally we've got yeah. this alejo valise who's come through he's what 19 like hopefully we'll see him start to come through as well um like he's training like so hopefully we'll get to see him soon like we've got a lot of these attacking players now because we've got we've got um what's his what's his face uh solomon has come through obviously maybe that's to replace guild if they give us some give us some options but we've got a lot of these attacking players so that'll be good i was, I was looking at the start of the 11 now where the the big com- we haven't got much competition for places really the competition i think is a right back with poro and royale and then bentica when he comes back in that too but really outside of that, we don't have a huge amount of actual, like, legitimate competition, do we? Because Solomon may be with Kulusevsky. Yeah. Is that a worry? Uh, only only if players have a massive dip in form or you get injuries. Like, what we have to worry, what we don't have to worry about, sorry, is two games a week. Like, we haven't got Europe, like, so, like, it's a really difficult one because I, I think we're one attacker short. If we go and get one more in for that front line, I think we're in a really good position. And and we desperate we desperately need another centre back. Um, I think the attack we could maybe get through with what we've got, but but we have to go and buy another centre half. If something happens to either of our first choice, like we're in, you, you're looking at Sanchez or Dyer. Well, you're looking at Sanchez because Dyer Dyer's pretty much out the door now, isn't he? Like we're really short in that area, and the drop in level for Sanchez coming in it that that's the that's the position that makes me the most nervous still at the moment we need to definitely go and get another centre back again the question is who um you know god only knows there's not that many great centre halves about to be totally honest at the minute that we could realistically get but that's the position that's got the biggest drop off as to you saying about you know competitive like if something happens to a centre you know let's say we lose Romero for three months don't 
like straight away you're thinking cool we're in a bit of trouble I remember Chris when we went to uh, see our games at the end of last season there was a point where we were just playing it out playing for the win we had our goals I can't remember who which one it was against but we we saw Romero really going for it like he looked like he really wanted to defend that looks like what he's doing now constantly it looks like yeah. the, the boy just won and they feel maybe it's because he's a um co-captain or something but he just there just seems to be maturity that's got him which is really love to see and I, the the standard of our f- back five has gone up so significantly i can't remember a time when our defense because tottenham aren't famous for their defense right we had a great time when we had uh supiam and toby but we're not known for our great defense but this is a one of the best defenses we've seen in ages well, uh, I mean, we've, we've got to be careful because we haven't actually seen anyone, like we haven't played against anyone proper yet. Chris, don't pop, don't pop the bubble. I'm enjoying <laughs> it. If not now, Chris, bring that. I want that Chris back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I, I love how enthusiastic we all are, right? And I don't necessarily mean here. I mean in other sort of Spurs spaces. Um, but like, it's not going to be like this the whole time. And what I don't want is for people to lose their minds if we lose a game or the centre. You know what I mean? It's like, we are where we are. It's going to be, it's something new and different. We've got to give it time. We've had a great start, but it is only three games, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, uh, I'm just wor- like, I just, that toxicity that we got to about the end of last season, I didn't like it at all. It kind of, it genuinely put me off. And so I don't want to go anywhere near that again because it is nice. And maybe that, you know, maybe I need to go to therapy to examine that a little bit. Why I can't just enjoy the good times. And all yeah. I'm doing is thinking the bad times might come again. So I can't quite enjoy them. But that's kind of where I am. But maybe I'm, I'm going to try and shift my mindset. I think I've just decided as I'm saying that because it's like what a miserable place to be. Yeah, just enjoy. The only time we've got is now. That's, that's the most important time. I think um, Holstoy said that. Um, do you think thing... that's do you think that's right though? What? Say we lose five games on the spin. Yeah. Then what? Like, are we all going to be going? Out. Yeah, but the football's good. Like, it's a results game. He can't. It, he, it, he he he's got to. We we're at, we're at the start of a journey, and only four players that started on Saturday. And finished the last started the last game of last season. So we're absolutely on a start of a journey. They've got they've got a load of players that they're clearly that they've got to ship out this week. I reckon there'll be more like there, there might be one or two incoming this at the by the by the end of this week and then they might go again in January. Like they've got players clearly that they need to buy. But they've I I personally think that I feel more connected with the club, which feels great. I feel more connected with this team. It's a young team. They're ambitious. That feels great. The football's great. But, and I know, by the way, that no one's saying this, by the way, but we, they, they've they also, pre, like, through the season, they, they've got a win as well. They can't, but, like, if he loses five games on the spin, I think there'll be all sorts of world of pressure on him. You know, it's still a big club. They've spent a lot of money. Yeah. And we pay a lot of money to go and see it. We do. We're not going to lose five on the spin. I, I unless we get mad injuries, I, I just can't see that happening. Because I, I, I don't know. Yeah, of course, but that, that you could say that about any any team, right? Any club, and yeah. the early signs are good. But but that's all we've got to go on. And we've been watching the the awful, the turgid football for so long that 
I don't know. We 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 just got to go with what we got in front of us. And at I, the moment, I, I, might, it's good. I might be speaking just from my point of view, but I will be less annoyed watching us lose this way than what I have been under Conte and Mourinho. 100%. Like I'd much I'd much rather we go to the Emirates in three four weeks and have a go and get beat three one. Yeah. Than, than last year where we went there and just sat back and the yeah. and inevitably got beat. So, um, yeah. and I, I do think as well, with the group of players we've got, it finished eighth last year, pretty much this group. We've added a few. We should not have finished as poorly as we did. We should have finished sixth, really. Like, yeah. the squad's not as bad as what a lot of people make out that it is. It's not a, a title-challenging, you know, really solid Champions League squad, but it's not as desperate as what a lot of people are saying. So I think just on pure player ability we should be all right results-wise this season. Um, and we, we, we will obviously have a little bit of a rough patch. Every team does. But yeah. we've got enough, I think we've got enough players there, and regardless of how we're playing, to be able to pick results up. Because actually, we've proven that under Conte and Mourinho, that even with the most negative, desperate tactics, we've still won games because we've got good players there. So um, yeah. I, I'm just, I've just been, it's, it's been so nice having that feeling back. Yeah. of like, I, was, yeah. I, was buzz, I woke up Saturday, I was buzzing for the game. I yeah. was like, you know, kickoffs in four hours or whatever. So I can't wait. Like, you know, it's going to be great. Like, go and watch like my team playing the way that you want to see it. And it's like I haven't felt like that for a good few years. So even if we had have got beat, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm never happy with losing, but I'm, I'm okay with it at the moment. Yeah. I invited people around. I haven't done that for ages. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because yeah. it's too miserable. It's like you invite people around. You want to like have a bit of a laugh, chat, you know, whatever. And the way it's been, it's just like, you know, one set of misery after another. But, yeah, we had a lovely time. Good. Uh, I mean, Jack, you really touched on it. There's not many mistakes happening. And that's a big difference to the Tottenham now. Maybe there was some mental problems last... Not, I mean, mental health problems. I mean, there was just so much pressure to try and play a certain way. Whereas now there's, they're playing with a certain freedom. Because, I mean, I don't know how many kids are taught to play this low block and to play defensive football, play on the break. Everyone's play, taught to play expressive, attacking football. It must be so nice to actually do that. Um, Just copying Pep, you know. So. That was great, wasn't it? He's so good. Happy birthday. Yeah, Charismatic, isn't he? He really yeah. is. Like, as soon as he starts, you just in. What you were saying, was it last week, Chris, that like the press conferences now, like normally if I'm, you know, I've got Sky Sports News on or whatever, I'm not, like it doesn't bother, but I'll stop what I'm doing to listen to him because you just yeah. you just in it, aren't you? Straight away as soon and as you're he starts get talking, you you know you're going to get a bit of gold as well. Yeah. Did you hear what he was saying about? They were asking him about um, Japanese football, and he was t- told that story about it when he saw Mitoma's debut in Japan. Did you did you see any see or hear any of that clip? If you haven't, check it out. It was fantastic, and he's just talking about people basically need to park their egos when it comes to where you're scouting and open your minds a little bit more because there are so many incredible footballers out there that we're all missing out on. Yeah. It's just a refreshing guy. But also, I think there's a little bit of that which is, like, about him as well because it's like, you know, there are talented managers all over the world and you don't necessarily take a punt on an Aussie, mm. on some, like, random Aussie that's, you know, and actually do it and then you can see, you know, what the, what mm. you can achieve. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of what I read from that. To be fair, who who are the best looking people in the squad? So you know, this is important to me because <laughs> I think 
Because Hugo's there, but he doesn't count anymore, and he's been my number one for 10 years. You're not having it, Chris? Hugo, you... no chance. Oh, I love Absolutely. Hugo. Absolutely he's not. Beautiful man. I think Basuma's a good-looking boy. Basuma's a good-looking boy. Uh, Mickey Van Der Ven. That's, a, that has to be a, the one, isn't he? He's quite tall, isn't he, Mickey? He's like, he looks quite Destiny's tall, boy. I think better looking than... Um... Destiny, yeah. Destiny's yeah. cool. I think Romero's got something about him. I just love them all at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just such a great, such a great feeling with the team at the minute. Stop ruining it, Joe. Um, <laughs> Paratici, I don't know what he's doing. If he's in jail, whether he's working for us or what, whatever he's doing, because he's in the I've... ground. But yeah, right, it's mad. But do you, who was that team? We, was it we went out to them because we didn't play them in the Europa Conference League and their manager was in jail while we played them and got knocked out to them because we didn't play the second yeah. leg. Is that was right? Gent, was it Ghent? Was it someone? I can't no, remember. That's, that, no, who was it? That, 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 was it? Yeah, the, the prison manager was, uh, <laughs> was the, the, we won the first leg 2-0. That was Europa League, wasn't it? It was Mourinho, yeah. and we, we lost the second oh, leg away. Right. They won, didn't they? <laughs> Shambles. That was, that, that was one of the worst nights. It wasn't that the ridiculous game where we went like 2 0 up within seconds or something, and then like all the other mad things happened. Horrendous. My favourite thing about the Paratici thing is I'd love to know what the legal loophole is. Because when you read his thing, he's not allowed to be involved in like football operations or transfers and that's obviously his thing so it like if, in the event that the italian or fifa authorities are going to support what they're going to say oh no no he's uh, he's doing the he's doing the gardening and uh <laughs> yeah. he's uh, he's we've put him on car parking and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just finding new and ways just to tell him which players to buy i'm gonna go plant some <laughs> destiny doggies over in the corner you know <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to talk about the signings we made underneath him because actually some of them have turned out to be absolute gold. So Galini, less said the better, is what it was. Romero, 45 million. I mean, superb, right? Steel. World class. Papsar, 15 million. Looks. Absolute steel. Bargain. Royale. Royale, mentality monster built for him. Like, if you have a look at what he's done to improve himself, like from getting his own trainers, getting his own nutritionist, buying his own cryo chambers and all this stuff to help him with recovery and putting up with the Spurs fans in general. And I think the system will suit him. So, 22 billion, I think he'll pull pull through. Brian Gill, I'm really, I, weird transfer, wasn't it, Brian? I don't know. Just what it did, it never felt right, did it? Just... No, I, I never, I never quite understood it because you could just see he wasn't suited to the Premier League. Yeah, like how many and he's, like, and he's not talented enough to be Luka Modric. So what no. was the point of him? Yeah. Sorry, what is the point of him? Because he's still there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, ben to curve seventeen million. I'm really interested to see how he performs because he was great at doing what Basuma's doing, but Basuma's doing more. So I'm really interested to see how he fits into this new system now because actually. It, we're playing a different game now, and we'll see how, how well he fits there. But obviously, he was amazing. Kulicevsky, 25 million. Richardson, 51. There's question mark still. It's a lot of money, isn't it? Basuma for 25. Udogi for 15. Udogi for 15 could be one of the bargains of the century um, that we get. DJ Spence. Was that one of his, or was that this a weird club signing? But I don't oh, really know what that sign. means. What's my own sign? Because someone would have had to have made that decision. Wasn't Conte's point that he specifically didn't really want it, but he, that the kid was bought as a 
talent for the future and it was good to have him around the club because he was an option or something. Mm. Longley, a bit of an odd one, did the job, but... Still alone, wasn't he? They were yeah. short, weren't they? Perisic. Steel, absolute what a player. Pedro Porro for good, 45 million goods. It's a lot of money. Jury's still mm. out with him. Jury's but out, he, he, looks, he looks a lot better in a team that are more attacking. Like yeah. he just does. And then uh, Dan Juma didn't really see much of him. So lots to happen. But fair play to Paratici, I think. Um, that's good. Um, anything else? We've got a game on Tuesday, don't we? Um, is that Fulham? Yep. Fulham. My dad got a ticket for that. Did he? Nice. For Tuesday night. Yeah. We both we both Not- tried... Lots of people got them. Yeah, well, yeah. They, um, didn't they offer them out again? Because they expanded yeah. the away section, didn't they? He he just got in on that second wave, but my right. my ticket's got about 15 less points than his. Um, I also know a lot of people who bought them through Fulham because Fulham yeah. didn't have them sold out. So yeah, we did when we played there in the. Me and him went there a few years ago in the FA Cup and we won three 0 and we got tickets in the neutral section, which is basically just the away end as well. Yeah. Um, it was a great day, but yeah, I was jealous. He's gonna have Apparently, a great night that Tuesday. neutral section doesn't exist anymore. Oh, really? Oh, does it not? Or it yeah, just because it becomes my... the away end. That's why. Yeah, I was talking to my, a friend of mine who's a Fulham fan, and he said it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And, and we how, hoping... what would you do? Yeah, what would you do on that day? Would you play a full yeah, strength team or full what? strength? Full strength absolutely has to be like we have no reason to rotate and. You know, like we have no reason to. I think it'd be bonkers if we go there and it's like six changes to start an 11. I do, uh, it, yeah, it's the biggest game of the season so far. Like, this is a tournament we can win and we always seem to go out in stupid fixtures. And it's like, it's, I think what might be a good, a secret good thing for us is that it's Fulham. And like, if we were playing a championship side, we might be a little bit more like, actually, we can, we can put four or five other players in, but actually, like, You've got Premier League opposition. You're going to have to go there and play at your best to win. I totally agree. And it's not far to go. I mean, Burnley away four days later is fine. Then we've got a bit of a break for the for the internationals afterwards. Like, I'd just go for it. There's no reason why not. I think he'll rotate. I think he'll rotate as well. What, like five or six of them? Yeah, I don't know. A handful. He's going to... I, I think... Um, uh, I think he's going to have some unhappy boys there if he doesn't rotate. I think Let's that's see. the thing is, and I think you'll play like Emerson instead of Pedro Porro, for example. The, the Celso yeah. might get game. Yeah, on. I was going to say all the players he brought on, like Skip and Hoiberg, Lacelso, Perisic, Davis, Royale, Solomon. Give him a run out. Solomon would yeah. be fruity choice, wouldn't he? Yeah, why not? This can't I don't be... know. I, I sort of like my heart agrees with Jack. You know. To be honest, because it's, it, we need we need it'd be great to win a pot, but my brain says you'll rotate. It will just kick the stuffing out of the start of the season if we get beat Tuesday night, and you're out of the we, cup. We won't, we won't get beat. You know, we'll, we'll, just, we'll you'd yeah. hope that with the pre-season and the the, the feel-good factor that there is, that it'll just be a case of if he does make a few, those players can come in, and it's like we just keep playing the same way, you know. But yeah. I just think it's such a massive game, like the. the yeah. This lack of trophies the last, you know, we'd be 16 years, even if we won, win the League Cup, it'd be 16 years since we won something. At best, like, we've got to make sure we get through Tuesday. Like, it would just be, 
unbelievable if we don't Tuesday. have to, yeah. Also, Fulham can't be high on there. Like they've got to play City, and that has to be a bigger, bigger game. Like their, their survival is much bigger than the EFL. You don't make money in the EFL until you get to the um, until you get to the final, do you? Like what they one-one draw is it? Won't they beat Everton, drew against Arsenal, and then they lost to Brentford, didn't they? So, put in the face, Chris. Chris, you put in the face. I just I don't know I just think I don't think that Fulham are going to be worrying about Manchester City because if I was Fulham you'd be going well we're never going to meet, beat Manchester City and a good cup run's going to be good for us so I don't think that I think that they will care about it having said that we've got to be better like they haven't got anyone to score any goals for example yeah. you know so I would hope that even if we do make those rotations, because those players you've just talked about, whether it's Skip or um, Solomon, etc., you want to see those those players come on and and do something, and they should be able to, even if it is in this cup game, in this cup competition. Having said that, I also think that we should be making a good fist of it. Mm. Yeah. They need game time as well, don't they, to keep their fitness up and yeah. you know new 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 way of playing and. You know, those those players, they need to play. They won't be fit enough to come on and impact games and stuff if they're not playing, um, just if they're only playing through training, you know, as I understand it anyway. What do I know? But I'm sure they'll be fine. He won't rotate if we get to the semi-final. I totally forgot Adama Traore was at Fulham as well. What a mad career. Like, he could have signed for us really easily. Then he went to Barca, didn't he? Didn't do much. And then he's gone to Fulham. Always scores against us, doesn't he? He does always score against us. Oh, is he there now? Yeah. yeah, he's at Fulham now. Came on. Yeah, see that? I forgot about it as well. Came oh, on wow. on the weekend. Him and Destiny will be good. If Destiny oh, plays. Yeah. That'll be fun. Oh, what a foot race that'll be. You blink and you'll miss it, wouldn't you, with them yeah. two? Or him and Van der Ven running back. That'll oh, be fun. Yeah. I'd, I'd, <laughs> and Romero just going in on him. Was uh, Romero's... What do you think about Romero's scissor tackle? Fine. I don't, like, I don't know what else. He took the ball. He took the ball. It was, it was aggressive, but it wasn't endangering anybody. It wasn't a high. Like it was fine. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Fine. Fine. And then Burnley should be beating Burnley. They've had a poor start, haven't they, Burnley? Very poor. Yeah. You, the, the, the thing is, with those, you know, going away to a newly promoted team early in the season, that it's going to be the first 30 minutes going to be difficult. Um, but if we go there and play our football, like, we should be beating Burnley. Like, how great is it? How confident I am. Like last season, I'd have been like, oh, yeah. you know, that's a tough place to go. It'd probably be a draw. But I'm like, we'll go there, no problem. Well, the good thing is now, like last, last, however long we've been, we've been playing on the breaks. So going against teams that play deep against us has always been really difficult. But now I can't wait to see them all just camped on the edge of the box and, yeah, and let getting Madison these chances. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. All right, then. Uh, I've got three. Can I Who just say, I? talking of Madison, um, with his darts celebration, I love the idea of Sonny playing darts. Do you think that Sonny has played darts after lunch? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Has Madison got Sonny playing darts after lunch? I, hope so. I, I, hope I really so. love that man. Both of them, to be honest. I, I just, I, I want to watch him. I want to watch him play football. It's, re- it's really annoying me now. They're getting um, famous now, aren't they? So I don't know. I mean, you might not have seen it. I sent it around on our chat earlier, but it's all over um, 
social media but robbie williams has sat down and done the postacoglu so oh my god it is brilliant and he's actually gone for it i'm like i first opened it i was like that looks like robbie williams why are people say i've had it three times in about the five minutes that you said why are people sending robbie williams and i was like he's not is he and he was oh yeah yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go, go. The club will be the biggest club in the world by the end of the season, yeah. because of Ange. <laughs> the other thing I think is is that people like him. Yeah. You know, other other, other fans are like, oh, it's really annoying. I like the Tottenham manager. Yeah. yeah. It's like you, all, everyone wants him as their like uncle, cousin, mate, yeah. etc. Yeah. I was just looking, his um, house was up for sale for years, Robbie Williams, on Rightmove, and you could go through it. Um, do you remember that? And there was loads of really weird pictures of him in there. Yeah. Um, but he couldn't sell it because it was right next to a rubbish dump. He's trying to get six and a half million for it, but it looks lovely. Um, not my words. Right, I've got three who am I's. I think the rules are I'm going to read a statement and then you can guess, but you get one guess for each player, not each round, each player. Uh, I think it's no bones to 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 say that Jack is expected to do quite well here, um, but we'll I'm see. Gonna, I'm going to go early though. You are going to go early. I'll, I'll be optional here. Go on then. Uh, each has got five statements. So number one, I won the League Cup with Tottenham Hotspur. They're all obviously Tottenham players. I started my football career with Feta Ken before joining Crumlin United at the age of ten. Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane. Oh. Oh. Well done. Oh. The other clues were going Great to be work. I was Scottish Premier League Player of the Month in March 2010. I was LA Galaxy's most valuable player in 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015. And in between my two Tottenham stints, I played for my boyhood club, Liverpool. Great Chris. That is Great shout. Unbelievable. Right, number two. I played for four English clubs, including Tottenham Hotspur and Crystal Palace. Before I played for Spurs, I scored against them when I was on loan in Spain. I scored a volley and made four assists in one game for Tottenham. I scored and got sent off in a North London derby for Spurs. Adebayor. Adebayor. Because he was on loan at Bas- uh, Real Madrid where he scored against oh, us good. in the Champions League. Um, I don't remember him at Palace. That was a bit that threw me. Yeah, that's yeah. a bit that threw me as that's, well. Well, I couldn't put Man City in Arsenal because that would have, yeah. you know. Um, oh. The fifth one was going to... Villa's team bus was attacked as the team were driven back to the Midlands following the victory at Burnley. Junction 10 of the M65... Significant damage to the bus after an object was thrown at the windscreen. Oh dear. Yeah. That's not good. Uh, no, the, sorry the, to interrupt. The, no, no. The uh, fifth other point was I did the Premier League's greatest ever celebration when I scored against Arsenal for Man City. Yeah. So I, I do think that is the greatest celebration. I can't think of a better one. <laughs> Maybe I love that stadium's had them both, isn't it? The Adebayor one and the Jimmy Bullard. That that stadium oh, and yeah. that end. Best where were they? Two. Where was Why Always Me? Was that there as well? Because that is. No, up there. That's, that's iconic. That was a way, wasn't it? That was Old Trafford, yeah. Final one. Uh, I have managed in the Champions League as well as the Premier League. And in the Premier League, I managed my brother-in-law. 
I was the PFA. Oh, oh. She's going in. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. no. I was the PFA Young Player of the Year, 03, 04. Should get it from this one. I've played for five London clubs and I'm the only player to play for a club from North East, South West London clubs. I moved to Tottenham from West Ham and I was... Scott Parker. Scott Parker. I thought it was, I thought it was early, but... He, he married Harry Arter's sister and he was managing Harry Arter oh. when he was manager of Fulham. Uh, and I was Tottenham's player of the year 2011 to 2012. Do you, my, my, the memory I have of Scott Parker, do you remember the game where we beat Arsenal 2 0, yes. where Lennon, yes. And, yes. <laughs> Lennon and Bale scored the same goal like a couple of minutes yes. after each other? He, for the the second goal, I'm pretty sure he went in hard on Santi Cazorla to win the ball and he gave it then to. The German player didn't do much for us and then left, what's his name? The Holtby, blonde one, Holtby. Of. And then I think then Holtby played the ball through to Lennon. Bloody love Scott Parker. Loved him. I, I, was, I liked him, I, you know. Yeah, because I've got this wall, if you ever come round, you're always all very welcome, that goes up the stairs to the first floor and it's full of like Spurs pictures. And there's some really interesting ones that people have like given me over the years, etc. And randomly, the only person that's up there like in a football pose is Scott Parker, which I found really weird because I never quite liked him enough for that to be the case. Anyway, he just came down because... Um, last week I acquired a picture of Sonny giving a thumbs up surrounded by Korea fans. Um, must have been on when they went on that tour in Korea. So uh, Scott Parker's been replaced. So actually, Jack, I've got this really nicely framed picture of <laughs> Scott it. Parker. I love so it. We'll start it's bidding yours. more. <laughs> it's all yours. No, no, it's all yours. You got me thinking about like, what Spurs pictures I'd have on my wall because I, I, I remember going to Cardiff car boot sale uh, in Splot Market or Splow if you're posh in Splot Market and my dad taking the piss and gave me 50p and um, he's like who's your pocket money son and this was when I was like 26 you know <laughs> and um, I was going around and I found a framed picture of White Hart Lane randomly for 50p so obviously I bought it and it's, it, it was always like whenever we moved house like it was the first thing that went up and my wife kept on dropping it you know, I've had to repair it many times because she hated that picture. So I put that one up. If I had to choose a picture, it would either be the Van der Vaart shushing celebration against the Arsenal for that penalty. Or do you remember when Delhi scored and sh- like, shushed the Chelsea fans? And there's this That's amazing right. picture yeah. where they're fuming at him and he's just shushing him. That was peak Delhi, I I'm think. I'm not sure I want um, Chelsea fans on my wall. I've just sent you the picture to the to the group. You can't see everything. But you can see most of them, and there's some good, there's some good, interesting. I think there's some good pictures up there. If you have, I, I, I have a wall that is so similar, so I'm going to take a picture when we're done and send it. Um, although I, I must confess, I currently on my Spurs wall have a picture up of a current Chelsea manager, and I don't know whether or not to take it down or not. Do you know what? Funnily enough, he. As you go up my stairs, there's a windowsill where I've got like a few pictures of me, one with um, Toby, one with Danny Rose, um, one, a big selfie that's got Ledley and Loris and Hugo in it. And then on the end is a picture of a current Chelsea manager. And every time I walk past it, as I go up the stairs, I'm like, I've got to Mm. take that down. I think I'm going to have to take it down. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. 
exactly exactly did you see that the um uh, press conference they did and they asked him about two players who one had played in pre-season and he just he, he couldn't even remember their names couldn't remember who they were bless <laughs> bless him it's got so many players more. he said he, need, he said oh we need another couple didn't he <laughs> it's like really Honestly, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought he must have been joking. I think so. I know. I think it would have been better if they'd if they'd have the transfer ban and if they just said just work with what you've got. Why? Uh, anyway, good luck to him. Mm. Or not? <laughs> no. No. Absolutely not. But it is I'm funny how bad they are. And he's sacked by Christmas. Yeah, I'd love that. That him and Klopp gone. I can't stand Klopp. There's just something that annoys me about the man. Yeah. Something. I mean, I, I think it's easier to talk about what doesn't annoy one about about Klopp. <laughs> but if he was if he was yours, you'd love him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, he's Romero. That goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Him and Ange are gonna be fun together. If those you know, if we when we settle down and we, you know, we're challenging top four and it's all sorted out and the two of them are going head to head, that's going to be fun, I think. Because they're, they're going to be, when we, as we will, be successful and challenging again under him, they're going to be real rivals, aren't they? Because of the way that we play, they're going to be ding-dong games, those games. Oh, yeah. They're going to be great. Well, good times. Thank you. Um Obviously, it's lovely to see you. It's lovely to be here now. Like before, we'd come on and be like, what the fuck are we going to talk about now? You know, every week, every week. But whether we won or lost, it would be the same story. But now it just, it's just fun. We've almost got the reverse problem. There's too much to talk about. I just love them all. I, there's none you, you dislike. And it's nice not to talk about the keeper or mistakes from the centre-back. Um, I think we will, though. Continues. I think we will talk about the keeper. You I reckon? think he's got, yeah, he's got like a number of ricks in him. I mm. think, but I think we'll love, we'll still love him for it because he's kind of got that kind of mad keeper energy, and that that Loris didn't really have. Like Loris wasn't about a mad keeper energy. This guy is like got a touch of the grobbelars about him, and I think we're gonna love him. Yeah, I reckon he's. I do think gloves. he's gonna make some mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a worry. You reckon? I think the keeper's a worry, yeah. I don't think he's a worry in terms of his performance levels, or should we have him? But he's, he's he, I've always got my heart in my mouth a little bit when I see the ball going in towards him, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's had that, didn't he, with his sweeper-keeper thing. And then, I mean, Lukaku, you need to kill him. But like he, he matured. I think Vicario's got the coming for a ball thing is going to be a problem, right? He's, we, we can see that. And that's why I think clubs like West Ham, if... Mitrovic comes in from the cold at Fulham. Like, I think that'll be a problem. But for now, I'm 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 not too worried yet. Yet. Hasn't Mitrovic gone to somewhere gone, in Saudi? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry. He I'm, has. Yeah, he's gone. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, yeah. For club trans record transfer fee. What about Jota? That's mad, isn't it? They bought him, and then they just decided the Saudi club just decided that he wasn't he didn't suit their club, so he 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 might come back what to. What do you think that's about? But there was a lifestyle thing, and who knows what that means? Well, maybe. That's what I was thinking. I wondered whether it was a lifestyle choice thing, and he just was. They like, said it's lifestyle. I'm absolutely not staying here. Because lifestyle's a bit like 
it sounds really coded. Sound coded, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. But it could be mm. that he wanted to live with his unmarried partner. You know, he had, yeah. like Neymar had to get special dispensation for that, and or maybe he just likes to drink or something. But, I think, yeah. Who knows? I mean, the, the only thing, like, it, it would be a, a, unless he literally has just never heard of Saudi Arabia before. Why, why would he go in the first place? But anyway. I mean, I think you know what the answer to the why is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Do you reckon they'll um, a source? I mean, we're getting completely off topic now, but the, about them getting in the Champions League by next season, and that's why the that uh, that that's going to be the deal, basically. Imagine that. Be nuts. Yeah. But if they if they end up in that, they'll have to be part of financial fair play. So yeah, exactly. something's got to give, isn't it? Yeah. Like it'd be a, if they end up in if if a Saudi side into the Champions League. Can yeah. you see it happening though? I completely agree, Rob. I can really you can just picture that already. Yeah, yeah. The summit's obviously and that's why so many players it's not just for the money that so many players are going there. It is for the money, but it's not just for the money. Yeah, I mean Australia's in Eurovision, isn't it? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Exactly. Right then. (laughs) (laughs) That is the greatest sideways analogy I've maybe ever heard in my life. Wait, that's all I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you again. Lovely to see you. We'll see you. We'll speak in a week. And uh, don't forget, whatever happens, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Big engine instead.